Hello and good day, San Jose, and welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast, your home of the San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Dylan Kazer, and I'm joined by two of my co-hosts, Nick Floor and Kyle McLaren. Kyle, we'll start with you this week. Looks like you're uh, recording out of a car. What's going on there, buddy? I'm on my way to Reno to win some money this weekend, or this week. So I figured I'd uh, stop in and uh, say hi to you guys. I might just send you 50 bucks and see if you can win anything for me. There you go. I'll probably, <laughs> I'll probably blow it all on one machine, but that's all right. Hey, it's it's worth a shot. Nick, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. It's a nice warm day up in uh, Northern California. Ready to talk some Sharks hockey with you guys. So uh, you made your first appearance on the Hockey Podcast Network after hours last night. Uh, what, what did you think of that? That was a pure, unadulterated level of fun. I advise everybody go check out the After Hours podcast at any moment that they can or if they can tune in live to be a part of the shenanigans. It's a lot of fun. It was it was something else. Craig made an appearance. Kyle, you know Craig. He's uh he's always he's always got the liquor flowing. He really does. <laughs> Who doesn't have the liquor flowing after hours though? Yeah, no, that's it, that's true. It took all of three seconds for Craig to take his shirt off. It was beautiful. <laughs> it, it it really it really was. Um, someone's mic is loud. You know what, Nick? That might be your mic. You might have to turn down your mic a little bit. Uh, th- thanks, Brady Leivold, for uh, jumping in on the Facebook stream uh, to let us know, and also Shane Van Ice letting us know that the stream is working. Um, you know, we got a, we got a bunch of producers on this show. Apparently, a bunch of people are. Uh, tuning in and telling us how to fix the stream but anyways thanks for joining us on episode 74 of the stick hungry podcast uh let's give a quick shout out to our twitter handles you can find myself on twitter at dyl underscore thpn you can follow the show the stick hungry podcast at stick hungry pod and nick where can the fans find you you can find me on twitter at nick floor underscore that's f-l-o-h-r and kyle where can the fans find yourself uh it's it's at McLaren underscore K. There we go. There we go. Uh, we're nailing it because producer T isn't here. I know he would have screwed up his Twitter handle. Uh, you know what? Producer T tried to make it on this uh, this episode, but was having technical difficulties as he's trying to record from a campsite, which is uh, never a good thing. It, it never works out how you expect it to. Uh, Shane Van Dyke says, it sounds like the dog chewing on the bone again. Um yeah, we're, we're, we're having some issues. It's an ongoing problem. Uh, you know what? We might actually get uh, producer Pigeon in here to, to take a look at things. Uh, but you know what? Actually, I might as well introduce producer Pigeon here. What's that? Fucking Pigeon. Oh, my God. Everybody, welcome producer Pigeon. Producer Pigeon, how you doing? Pretty good, boys. Pretty good. Don't worry. I'm on. Uh, I'm on Kyle's uh, mic stuff. Whenever he's talking, I'll make sure that there's no dog chewing on no bone. You ain't no pigeon, are you? Read the name at producer underscore pigeon. Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, good. Good to have you. Sh- have you on the show, bud. Good to have you on the show, um, guys. There's actually a lot going on in the hockey world right now. There's there's shit to talk about. We haven't had that for months. Uh, being San Jose Sharks fans, it's uh, it's pretty awesome. I see Kyle has just left the, left the building, uh, so that just leaves it to me and you, Nick. So uh, let's let's get into it. The Tampa Bay Lightning win the Stanley Cup. Your initial reactions to that? Were you cheering for the Lightning or were you cheering for the Dallas Stars and was, uh, Joe Pavelski? I was cheering for Joe Pavelski and I was cheering for Barkley Goodrow. Us Sharks fans, we 
we're very loyal to our players, especially the ones that have shown to be very valuable for us. If you're not cheering for Marlowe on the Penguins or Dylan on the Capitals, once they're, you know, knocked out, you go down to, to Goody and to Pavs. You know, we, everyone knows from the Sick Hungry podcast that I'm a huge Pavs fan, so I was rooting for the Dallas Stars, but I think they just got completely outcompeted. They were just completely outworked on the puck. They couldn't button it down defensively in front of Anton Hudobin. And they did squeak away, I think one win or two wins, but uh, it, it proved that Tampa Bay was better in, all around and overall. And, and I know congratulations to Tampa Bay and anyone who wants to put an asterisk next to this, this championship and this cup, these guys sacrificed a lot. I'm really proud of these boys for doing this in the bubble. Yeah, there, there's no asterisk next to the cup for me. And like, honestly, at the end of the day, yeah, there's no travel, but there's so many other factors in this cup that I think this is honestly one of the hardest Stanley Cups to win in, in the in the history of the game. Uh, so I think it means a lot. Honestly, at the end of the day, everybody's going to remember who won the cup in 2020. You might not remember, you know, years prior who won the cup, but this one's going to stand out for sure. Um at the end of the day, though, I, I think the best team won. I think the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, you know, were the best team. They, I think they deserve to win because, I mean, they've been so competitive for so many years. After so much disappointment, um, you know, it, it, it was time for this team. Dallas, great story, but I'm happy that Tampa Bay won it. Yeah, John Cooper showed over his career as a coach that they have a level of grit to them, and they played with a chip on their shoulder in these finals. And they they proved to everybody that, yeah, we may have gotten swept last year by the Columbus Blue Jackets, but we were coming back and we were going to play even harder than before. And led by Con Smythe winner Victor Hedman, they really proved to the NHL world that, yeah, while they may not have to travel to another arena, you don't get the home ice advantage that they would have normally have gotten. You don't get the fans screaming and roaring when they, they clap one from the point, you know, in overtime, it's just themselves. So you really have to rally around your teammates. And they showed that to the rest of the NHL and to the world that they were the real deal this year. And uh, Kyle, I want to hear your reactions to the, the Tampa Bay lightning winning the Stanley cup. No, I think the better team won, to be honest with you. It's, it's uh, I thought they, I mean, I, again, it's heartfelt for Pavelski not winning it again and going to the finals. But uh, you know what? Tampa Bay basically dominated uh, the whole series. Goaltending, defense, forwards. Again, they didn't have their captain for, they only had their captain for what, less than three minutes in one game. And so to mm -hmm. me, the better team won. But again, as my heart felt, uh, I wanted Dallas to win, but it was still a fun, entertaining series. Yeah, it was. Um... Were you surprised that Victor Hedman won the Conn Smythe, or did you think Braden Point was going to walk away with it? No, to me, to me, I mean, it's an easy choice right there. He had a great run the whole playoffs. To me, without him scoring, what, what did he, what did he score? 11 goals, 10 goals? I, I think even more, to be honest. I'd have to look at the stats, but yeah, he over 10. Yeah, so for me, for a defenseman to do that, to me, he's doing something right. And plus, he's not just scoring goals. He's not just an offensive defense. He's out there, penalty killing, five on five, last minute of the games, beginning of games. Uh, to me, he deserved it. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's hard to say he's underrated, but I still think he is an underrated defenseman in the league just because he plays in Florida, uh, Tampa Bay. You know, it's it, it's tough. You don't get the the light shone on you like you do in Canada, but yeah, he, he's an amazing uh, defenseman. I picked him to win the Smythe, so I was pretty happy to see him 
uh, lift that. And, and you know what? Big shout out to the Bolts broadcast, our Tampa Bay Lightning podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. They must be just pumped right now. I'm uh, I'm super jealous. I mean, we haven't seen the San Jose Sharks win in months here, and they just got to lift the Stanley Cup. So uh, big shout out to those boys. Just a quick, uh, just a quick bit of information here. Uh, Victor Hedman's playoff or his stat line for this playoff. He's got 25 games played. Obviously, he had 10 goals, 12 assists, with a plus minus of 13. Wow, he, he absolutely just killed it. He did a wonderful job. Well, I mean that puts a wrap on the on the 2020 season. I mean, fuck, what a what a year, what a goddamn year. You know, starting the hockey podcast network with the uh, producer pigeon beside me here um you know and then hitting covid in our first year and you know the san jose sharks having a shit season i mean so so much went down i'm not gonna lie kind of kind of happy this uh the season's behind us i i think there's good things to come uh in the future here but let's uh let's talk about some uh general nhl news here there's a couple of things going on. I mean, coming into the draft, it's going to get busy this off season. I feel, you know, especially with the flat cap, uh, but there's already been a couple of trades. Um, Oli Mata was acquired by the Los Angeles Kings in exchange for Brad Morrison, Brad Morrison, the ECHLer. I mean, that's uh that's a cap dump. If I've ever seen one, Nick, what, what do you think of this trade? I think you hit the nail on the head with that. It, it's definitely a cap dump. It's, LA taking on that contract and and I'm not going to dog on Olimata. He's still a great NHL defenseman, but it's, it's a clear move from the Blackhawks. They're moving towards, you know, they still have their, their core of players they want to work around, but they just needed an extra $4 million to work with in this off season. So um, I think it's a clear cap uh, dump, much like the uh, Rangers getting rid of stall. Um, it, it's a clear cap dump move, but they also acquire Morrison, who's an ECHL pro, uh, prospect. So we'll see what they do with him, and we'll see how his career progresses. And uh, also the Pittsburgh Penguins um, signed Tristan Jari to a three-year contract worth $3.5 million. You got to think that Matt Murray is probably on his way out. I don't know if the if Doug Wilson would be interested in you know exploring what kind of value he'd have to give up to get Matt Murray. Uh, but he is out there in the market, I think, right now. And I think we could see a trade go down uh, in the next few days out of Pittsburgh. Would you want, would you want, would you want Dubnik or Murray on the Sharks right now? Like, would, you, he, would you rather take, if, if, if you had the choice, uh, pick up a goaltender? Yeah, well, yeah, we're going we're gonna to get into the, the Dubnik talk. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think I would rather have Matt Murray. Matt Murray's more of a long-term goaltender for the San Jose Sharks. He still has plenty of years ahead of him of really good hockey. Devin Dubnik, I mean, he's good for a fill-in guy. He's good for, you know, the one year that he has left on his contract to kind of, you know, split up the starting position with Martin Jones. So, you know, at the end of the day, Matt Murray would be my choice. But do we have the assets to give up to get Matt Murray? I, I honestly don't know. Nick, you're, sh- you're shaking your head. You don't think so? No, I feel like Matt Murray is going to return. He's going to, uh, Pittsburgh is going to look for a return and the same kind of level that Arizona's looking for for Darcy Kemper. And based on Doug Wilson's previous statements and during the media film that he did with uh, a couple of different media members, including Kevin Kurz, they don't want to give up any picks from this year to acquire a goaltender. So I think Doug Wilson's plan is to get Dubnik as that short-term relief option to allow Martin Jones to take a little bit more time off 
you know, previously Aaron Dell was thrown in there just to give Jones a rest where Jones was playing anywhere between 60 and 65 games. I think this is going to be a little bit different. If you're looking at a full 82 game season, you can almost see a full 50 50 split with Devin Dubnik, especially with his cap hit at 4.3 mil. I think Doug Wilson, as well as Bob Bugner, they're going to kind of lean on Dubnik a little bit more than they leaned on Dell. And they're going to allow Jones to stay fresh in that. Yeah, let's uh, let's get more into the Dubnik talk. Uh, Kyle, you brought up that, you know, there's there's trade rumors circulating around the San Jose Sharks that they're going to bring in uh, a package of Devin Dubnik and Ryan Donato, actually. Um, like I said, I, I wouldn't mind getting Dubnik because he wouldn't cost us much. He wouldn't really cost us anything, to be quite honest with you. And we get another guy that can kind of split the load with Martin Jones. And what really interests me in these rumors is getting Ryan Donato. I feel like he would be a good fit for the San Jose Sharks. He has a pretty good shot. You know, he got 14 goals last year. He, he might be able to push 20, uh, you know, with the new start, getting on a new team. Uh, Nick, what, what do you think about these rumors? Uh, what, what, what do you think we would have to give up to get a package of Donato and Dubnik? For a package of both Donato and Dubnik, I think the Sharks are going to have to give up a 2021 third-round pick. If you guys know, the Sharks acquired two third-round picks this year at the trade deadline, one from Pittsburgh and the other from Washington. I feel as though since they have such a mass quantity of third-rounders in the 2021 draft year, I feel like that's the way that Bill Guerin is going to look as far as the Sharks go, giving up something from the Sharks' end. Um I think Doug Wilson doesn't want to give up any picks from this year's draft. He's gone on record to state that he uh, he really loves the depth of this draft. Him and his own son, Doug Wilson Jr., have scouted this. And last year, it was only about 90 scouts or sorry, 90 players they figured were really worth looking at. They've got 131 on that list. And I got a quote here from Doug as well. He says, I'm looking to acquire, for example, a goaltender. I would prefer to not have to use picks from this year. Every draft season is different. And this one is a deep draft. So I feel like Doug is going to try to give up. If he's trying to get both Donato and Dubnik, he's going to look towards giving up either the Washington or the Pittsburgh third-round selection in the 2021 draft. Uh, Kyle, I want your uh, your thoughts on this. Would you be willing to give up a third to get those two players? I, I believe there's going to be somebody out there roster that's got to go. It could be a, it could be a bottom six. I mean, Donato to me is is, is a middle you know, tier maybe second line, third line player right now. But to me, they're going to have to give up something. And if they're not willing to give up draft picks, you know, they're, they're, this year their, their draft pick is late. So really, is, is, again, is the draft deep? But how deep is it? Do you mean, they have to get young. They have to get more talented. They have to get faster. And that's where I'm like, you know what? They have to give up something. And I just, I just don't see them giving away draft picks this year. But who knows what's going to happen in the next couple of years? Is this? I mean, it's 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 all the direction they want to go. To me, they're going to be signing Thornton. I mean, I love to have both those players on my on my roster, but where's the direction this team is going still? Because we really don't know. Yeah, I mean, th- those are great points, and uh, but but like I mentioned, just for you know the reason alone that we're we're trying to get younger and faster. That's what excites me about getting Ryan Donato. Now, I know this guy. I mean, he's not going to be a first-line player. He might not even be a second-line guy. But if he's a good third-liner for us, that can put up, you know, 15 goals, maybe 20 goals if he uh, 
peaks out one of the seasons, I, I think that would be a, a really good get for the San Jose Sharks because honestly, we need all the help we can get. And going into next season, our forward group, yeah, we got our stars like Hurdle and Kane, but beyond that, we don't have too much depth. So, so I think you know Donato would be a great fit uh, for the San Jose Sharks team. Uh, but we're going to get into some more San Jose Sharks talk after this quick break uh, for the Bolts broadcast. Once again, Stanley Cup winning uh, Tampa Bay Lightning podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. We're going to get into our poll question and some Twitter questions right after the break here. Do you want a true champion's perspective? Well, come on over to the Bolts broadcast where we talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning, have some friendly banter, and of course, hockey name of the day. If you pronounce it, you can get it. Anthony Nunschwander. Ah, you didn't pronounce it right. Anthony? Anthony Nunschwander. It's it's N-E-U-E-N. It's Neunschwander. Anthony Neunschwander. Dude, I always slept in German class, so I don't know know how you expected me to put that together. Come on. You only took it for four years. I took it for two. Took it for two years? Oh, no, Jay don't yeah. took it that long. I, I took it for two years and was, like, asleep in all of German, too. Oh, you, you, you only took it in, in uh, junior high. You didn't take yeah. it in high school at all. No. Yeah, she sent us across the hallway, and it was, like, me and, I don't know, five other people, and all we did was just goof off because it was an empty room of just us while she was too busy yelling at you guys because you guys were a terrible <laughs> class. No, we were in terrible class. A couple people were terrible people. Uh, not going to mention names. Not going to call it anybody in this pod. It was Chase Crawshaw. It was 100% <laughs> not me. Oh, boy. I know a couple of those names, but uh, yeah, it's a good point, Chase. We won't mention those here. New episodes every Monday, only on the Hockey Podcast Network. And we are back. Let's uh, let's get right into it. We're going to dive into our Twitter poll question, uh, which you can find on our Twitter page at StickHungryPod. And the question is, it's pretty simple. Will the San Jose Sharks select at 31 in this upcoming draft, or will they trade that draft pick? Uh, Nick, I want to get your initial reaction to this. Do you think they'll pick at 31, or do you think we'll trade? I think based on the forward market that's out there right now, um, and, the, and also, also having the 34th overall selection, I really think that Doug Wilson during the draft is going to make a trade for a top six forward using that 31st pick. Yeah, I, I could honestly see that. I mean, like like you mentioned, we have a pick that's only three picks later after this first rounder. So uh, it's definitely an option. Uh, Kyle, what do you think? Do you think they'll move this draft pick or do you think they'll select? No, I think he's going to trade it. I mean, the, the draft picks are so close together. They're probably going to get almost the same player unless... There's a player that comes available that they really, really want. But to me, you can package up probably that draft pick maybe for another, you know, quality bottom six forward, uh, five or six defenseman. Uh, that's an older guy that can help uh, with the younger guys. But I can see him trading away. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. And honestly, when you look at drafts, uh, anywhere from, you know, 20 picks, 20 to 40, I mean, you can kind of mix those guys up. You're you're probably going to get the same caliber of guy uh, of player uh, in that range. Um, let's take a look at the results here. So, 63 percent of people on Twitter think the San Jose Sharks are going to select at 31, and 36.8 percent think that we will trade that draft pick. Does that does that surprise you guys? 
just just a little bit, if I'm being honest. I know there's players like uh, Brendan Brisson, who I've been talking to a lot of different uh, Stick Hungry podcast fans about a uh, great center in the USHL, who's one of the, the smallest scouted kind of areas compared to like the QMJ or the DEL. Um, if a player of that caliber falls, I can see why they would be a pick, but um, I'm, I still personally lean towards a trade based on Doug Wilson's past and how he's approached this offseason as more of a retool as opposed to a full-scale rebuild. You know, you don't give your new head coach a three-year deal if you want to do a full-scale rebuild. It, I, I really think he's going to approach this as a retool offseason. Yeah, and I mean, if he wants to make trades, if he wants to make any kind of splash or a change in the direction that this team is going, one of the assets that he has to move is that first-round pick. So you got to think that it's going to be in play in most of the trade talks uh, that Doug Wilson has moving moving forward. Let's get into some Twitter questions here. Uh, this one is from Nicholas Egan. You can follow him on Twitter at Red Shark Pack. He says, why are we trying to trade for a forward who has a healthy scratch by the end of the season and a goalie who had worse numbers than Martin Jones. You know what? Actually, I'm going to bring in producer Pigeon to talk about this one because uh, he has a closer connection with Devin Dubnik and Ryan Donato. Uh, do you think Donato or Dubnik would be a good fit on this team? And, and maybe why was Donato healthy scratch near the end of the season? Well, Donato, well, first of all, Bruce Boudreau, um, when he was the coach of the Minnesota Wild, wasn't a huge fan of Donato, just didn't like his defensive game. And, you know, in, in fairness to Boudreaux, that's not Donato's game. He's a north-south player with a wicked shot. And when he was given more ice time and that room to play his game in Boston, he actually killed it and, and you know, displayed his offensive talents. And there were spurts of it in Minnesota, like you said, 14 goals. Uh, my hat's falling off here, boys. But uh, <laughs> 14 goals in Minnesota um, with, I think, the most he played in a game was like 10 minutes. Uh, so he didn't play a lot of ice time. And Devin Dubnik, it's been widely noted that last year – he had uh, some well, some family responsibilities. His wife was very, very ill, and that was just a huge distraction on the ice. And it affected his play. I mean, he was in and out of the locker room. You know, he wouldn't go on road trips with the guys. And sometimes, you know, he, he wouldn't even be there practicing. So if you look at his numbers up until this year, Devin Dubnik has been a solid goalie. And I think Ryan Donato is not even close to his potential, whether his potential is just, I don't know, a, a second-line winger who can score 20 goals. I mean, that was amazing. Sorry, I didn't hear half of it because it just seeing you talk so seriously about hockey and just getting into it while wearing that pigeon mask, it's... Uh, it's Look at the smile on Kyle's face. At Look at that smile. Pigeon. Get, give him a follow. Give him a follow, folks. At, at producer underscore pigeon. Uh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, Anthony Sanchez says, the Sharks need a top right winger. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yes. Um, you know, we, we still need to re-sign Kevin LeBanc, and he's not a top-right winger. He's a, he's a guy on the right side that we can depend on for the second or third line. But other than that, yeah, I think we do need to an, add another piece uh, to the right side. Let's, add, let's go on to another question on Twitter. This one is from Paul Kaiser, at Teal for Real underscore 96. He wants to know what's the highest price you'd pay for Dubnik with salary retention or without. Um for me, if it was just Devin Dubnik coming over, no Ryan Donato, honestly, like it's a cap dump. We're talking a sixth round pick, a seventh round pick, something in that ballpark. Cause I really don't think Devin Dubnik has any value right now in the NHL. Uh, Nick, what do you think about this? 
Yeah, I agree almost wholeheartedly. Uh, if you look at the, all the UFAs and the goaltenders that are available out there, uh, I see this as almost a pure cap dump. If you're just doing a one for one, the Sharks could almost get away with future considerations. But I think a seventh or a sixth round pick is is in line if you're just doing a one for one for Dubnik. Uh, Kyle, what do you think? What what kind of value do you see uh, Devin Dubnik having uh, as far as trade negotiations go? Well, that was very insightful. Um, <laughs> Anthony Sanchez popping up on uh, YouTube Live saying, Tyler Toffoli, you know what? Tyler Toffoli, we've talked about it before on this show. He might be an option for the San Jose Sharks. I'm thinking this guy's worth between five or six million dollars. You know, we need all the help we can get on the right side. So, Tyler Toffoli, I'd be okay with that. Nick Floor, what, what do you think about Tyler Toffoli? Of all the UFAs that are available, the top three that come to my mind are Dadanov, Toffoli, and Jesper Fast. Uh, I think Toffoli is that middle of the ground where you're not going to overpay for him, but you're going to have to surround him with really good talent. And I feel like the top six for the Sharks is amazing. I mean, if you look at it, we're, we, we went from a depth team to a very top-heavy team. If you put the Toffoli, if you put him on the line one, you have Couture centering that. Toffoli could thrive in that system. I've talked about how he's almost parallel with a guy like Bobby Ryan, and you can get Bobby Ryan for a lot cheaper, but Toffoli brings a lot of youth and a lot of speed. Plus, he also gets the opportunity to play against his former team, the LA, you know, Los Angeles Kings. You know, maybe that gives him a little bit more drive to go down there, be a little bit grittier for what, you know, do what he's known for. I would not be against the Tyler Toffoli signing. Yeah, and Toffoli's made it clear that he would like to play on the West Coast, whether that be you know, staying in Vancouver and re-signing there or coming to a California team. You know, there's really only five teams I think that he's interested in looking at. And I think the San Jose Sharks are definitely an option for him. And also for a guy like Tyler Toffoli, if he comes to the Sharks, I mean, he's going to play up the lineup. This isn't going to be a case where he's going to be put on the third line. He's going to get first, second line minutes on the San Jose Sharks team. So I think that holds a lot of value uh, for a guy potentially coming over to the Sharks. Um I see we got Kyle back in the lobby here, folks. This uh, this has been quite the episode. We're having technical difficulties out the wazoo here. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out one of these days. I know we're episode 74, but Jesus. Well, hopefully, okay. I mean, Kyle, Kyle, in his defense, is in transit using data. So no, no, that's true. He's he took one for the you know, took one for the team. Here. He's broadcasting from uh, from an Audi A8, so uh, I'll, I'll give him I'll give him that excuse. Uh, <laughs> on his on his way to Reno. Uh, Oh, we got a we got a comment at uh, Jeff underscore Facoon. Hello, guys! Happy Sunday! Love the podcast. What's the percentage of getting to Foley and Fast? Well, getting both of them, I, I don't know how likely that is. What, getting one of them, I think it's fairly likely. Like I said, Tyler Toffoli wants to play on the West Coast. I think the Sharks have an opening on the right side for him. I think he would be a decent fit. So I'm, I'm going to give us a pretty good shot at him. I don't know what number I would uh, associate with that, Nick. I don't know. Do you have a, do you have a percentage for uh, Jeff Bakun? Maybe he's trying to make some bets here or something. Jeff, that's a, that's a very specific question. If I'm being completely <laughs> honest, you're asking for a percentage. Um, if you calculate in Toffoli's projected cap hit as well as Jesper Fast, um, I don't know if we're assuming that Kevin LeBanc doesn't get re-signed, but let's just say that we re-sign all three of the, or we sign those two and re-sign Kevin LeBanc. We're looking at around 10 to $11 million in cap hit. That leaves us with only three and $4 million. 
I'd put that at about low fat milk, 2% chance. We get both of those players. That is uh that is very, very low percentage chance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, J- Jeff, save your money. I, w- I wouldn't put any money down on this one. I, I- I'd keep that for yourself. Uh, Anthony Sanchez tuning in again. Uh, thanks, by the way, for tuning in on YouTube Live. We really appreciate it. He says, Nosen, I'm hearing, is not getting a contract for the Sharks unless Dylan Gambrell gets moved. Stephen um, Nason, Dylan. That is Stephen Nason. Nason. That's the Hakuna Sharks. Matata man right there. Yeah, I'm terrible of names. Uh, but no, I mean, I, I can see him resigning, though. I, I don't see why not, honestly. I, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think the Sharks are going to resign this guy? I think he's either going to have to be a, a fourth line guy with the Sharks or a fringe AHL, NHL player with pretty much any other team. I don't it, know where else he would go to be as comfortable as, as he is now. Exactly. I think this is the best place for him. Um, Anthony Anthony Sanchez again. This guy's just peppering the messages. I love it. He says, I think if Vancouver gets Oliver Ekman Larson, then the percentage of Toffoli to the Sharks increases. You know what? Yes. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Because the, the Vancouver Canucks have a lot of cap issues right now, uh, even before acquiring a guy like OEL, if that ever does happen. But yeah, they would have to move out some contracts. Uh, Sharks fan underscore 03. I would like him to be here. And I've, I'm assuming he's talking about Tyler Toffoli and uh, not producer Pigeon. Um, but <laughs> Steve, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us on the stream once again. You're, uh, you're a beauty. We love having you as a fan of the Stick Hungry podcast. Um, you know what? We made this a quicker one because like I said, man, we had technical difficulties uh, going left, right, and center here. Producer T yeah, tried to join. Through, though. We pulled through. We pulled through. Um you know, we'll be back next week. Hopefully we can figure out all these glitches and issues as, as everyone can see. I mean, we've done it, uh, I think two, three weeks now we have a new streaming service. Everything's a little fancy. Everything's a little finicky. So we'll figure it out eventually. Um, but honestly, thanks everybody for listening to this episode of the stick hungry podcast. Thanks everybody on Facebook live, Twitter live and YouTube live. Uh, Nick, you got any, you got anything else you want to touch on here before we end the podcast? Um, just, just really quick. I got a message from Zach Croft, uh, oh, oh, a little oh, earlier. Zach, Zach's a huge San Jose Sharks fan. And oh, he, yeah. he messaged us directly at the podcast. He says in regards to the Dubnik, uh, news and the, the, the rumors that are swirling around that he says, I do not mind trading for Dubnik. A change of scenery would be good, but it all depends on what the sharks are giving up. And we talked about what the sharks are willing to give up. I, I know we touched on it a little bit earlier with the different guys. Um, I wanted to bring up the stats comparing both Aaron Dell and uh, Devin Dubnik a little bit. Now we understand that Aaron Dell had a bit of a positive side year because of the lack of play on Martin Jones. And I wanted to just touch on this specifically. So that way we kind of covered it wide Um, with the market that's going on right now. I personally think that this is going to be a transition year for the sharks. Uh, We're not looking to really gain any long-term goaltending right now because of the expansion draft next year. Uh, Jones doesn't technically have to be protected because of his modified no trade clause, as opposed to a modified or a full no movement clause. So if we can beef up his value, and if Seattle decides to take a shot and grab Jones as a starting goaltender, or even if they don't, I feel like moving forward, everyone's kind of hyper analyzing and really putting the magnifying glass on this move. It's just a transitional move. It's not a long-term solution. Devin Dubnik's 34 years old. It's not something that Doug Wilson and the team and even Bob Bugner, I feel like are looking at as a long-term solution. 
I just don't want everybody to freak out about this move because <laughs> they feel as though Martin Jones is going to get fully replaced by Devin Dubnik. Um, I really, really like this move as a one-year transitional move from just a GM standpoint. I, I just wanted to get the point across that this is not going to be a full-scale rebuild, and this is not going to be uh, Devin Dubnik's going to do a year here and then re-sign later on. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, I don't see Devin Dubnik re-signing here, even if he has if he has a great season. I mean, he's going to be 35 at that point, and I don't think the Sharks are looking at that. They're going to be looking at someone no. younger, Maybe next free agency, they might even looking at be looking at signing a big uh, a, a big free agent goaltender to uh, play with Martin Jones, or maybe if yes. they can get rid of Martin Jones, that would be even better. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony Sanchez says Sharks are looking for another right-handed D-man. Isn't everybody in the NHL right now looking for another right-handed D-man? That would be nice. It's so tough though for the San Jose Sharks to add more guys to that back end because they have so much money tied up in three guys. It just looking at the cap, it, it's it's really hard. They they would have to move one of those pieces out, in my opinion, if they wanted to add anybody substantial uh, to the back end. Yeah, it's uh the Sharks have two of some of the of one of the best uh, right-handed D-mans in Brent Burns and Eric Carlson, and you're not going to see either of those two guys on a line together. So if you're looking at a player like Trevor Van Riemsdyk. Uh, to anchor down that third line with Ferraro, I feel like the Sharks have a higher percentage chance of bringing up a Barracuda player, whether it be Nick DeSimon, or I, again, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm terrible with names. But um, I don't see anything major happening as far as a right-handed D-man to anchor down the first two D-lines because that role has kind of already been assumed for both Carlson and Brent Burns. All right, everybody. I think uh, I think we're coming to the end of the show here. Uh, Anthony Sanchez again. The Sharks deal for Donato uh, and Dubnik would be a fourth or a fifth pick and an AHLer. Hey, that's probably uh, yeah. that's probably pretty close to the value we're looking at. Uh, so we'll we'll agree with you, Anthony. Anthony, thanks for joining us on YouTube Live. Uh, Steve, thanks for joining us this on won't stop boys. On this won't stop. Gouda is from Washington to play no. Ferraro. Um, who else? Jeff Facoon on Twitter uh, and Shane Van Ice on Facebook. Thanks, everybody, for joining this live stream of episode 74 of the Stick Hungry podcast. Thank you, producer Pigeon, for uh, manning the ship. I mean, there are some r- it was some rough seas out there uh, on this podcast, but we know what? I think we made it through. We'll get everything sorted out next week. For everyone listening on the podcast, please check out the live stream so you can get the visual effects of Producer Pigeon. It's absolutely amazing. Um, Let's give another shout-out to our Twitter handles before we end off the show here. You can follow myself on Twitter at DYL underscore THPN. You can follow the Stick Hungry podcast at Stick Hungry Pod. You can also follow the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet. And Nick, where can the fans find you? You can find me at Nick Floor underscore. That's F-L-O-H-R. And remember, we still we do still have the Vander Kane autograph puck going Absolutely. on right now on our website. It says stickhungrypodcast.whatforapparel.com. Feel free to hit it up. We got some great designs out there. We have some uh, lovely designs from uh, Melissa Cortez. She does a wonderful job. The fun must be always shirts. And now the new Evander Kane line. Hit up our apparel shop. Find something nice you can wear around the house. 
Man, I, I just love that Evander Kane shirt. I really do. Like she did a bang up job on that one. I hope we I hope we move some pieces and we can give out a signed Evander Kane puck to somebody that bought an Evander Kane t shirt. It'd be just uh it'd be perfect. It really would be. We have a Tampa Bay puck too through the network. Yes, we have a Tampa Bay puck, actually a Victor Hedman puck, signed Victor Hedman puck that you can win uh through the hockey podcast network. Check out the Twitter page at hockeypodnet. For more details, um, actually, you know what? Producer Pigeon, uh, where can the fans find you on Twitter? At producer underscore Pigeon. There we go. I love it. I love it. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on this episode of the Steak Hungry Podcast. Anthony Sanchez says, big day Tuesday. Let the season begin. Yeah, baby, let's go. All right, folks. All right. We're going we're gonna to end it off now. Anthony, if you jump in with another comment, I don't care. I'm, I'm going to play the outro here. Thanks, everybody. Uh, for joining us once again on the Stick Hungry Podcast, and we will catch you next week.